Hey friends, it's Eric Hulkerin, and welcome to another episode of the Michigan's Best Podcast. All May long, whether you're watching the video version of this podcast or you're checking out the audio version of the podcast, it is brought to you by these sponsors who helped us feed the front lines and feed first responders on Nurses Day. Zhang Financial, Henry A. Fox Sales, University of Michigan Credit Union, Garrett's Appliance, Muskegon Surgical Associates, and Chemical Bank, a division of TCF National Bank. you my friend great great to see you Eric. Uh, it is great to see you as well we are here for episode two and um we're we're still in this we're still in this thing but what i wanted yeah. to talk about today was relationships because I, I i think one you have some insight in that and you're making some content some videos some fun things to consume around that and two given what bigby does i sort of wanted to start with a little history lesson and i want you to correct me where I falter, right? But my understanding as how we got to the point of consuming coffee is that we started with, if we go way, way back, we started drinking beer first. And then we all decided as a culture that probably wasn't the best way to start our day. And we, <laughs> we moved to coffee. Yep. But what I'm interested in, Bob, it, and get as, as historically nerdy about this as you want to, what was the moment that we shifted from just the caffeine to get up and, and go to work to the thing that you and I do as a luxury to either meet over or be personal over or just kind of connect with? What, when did that sort of happen? Yeah, well, as a reminder, the reason that people were drinking beer was because water wasn't safe. And so a way to make water safe, you know, it was beer in the Northern Europe, it was wine in Southern Europe and so on, but that was a safer form of liquid um, than water. But right. um, coffee came into play, of course it's a hot beverage, so it does get heated. And so from a bacterial perspective, it, it does okay. But uh, one of the, the most significant history points is I don't know if everybody's familiar with Lloyd's of London, which is now an insurance company. But Lloyd's of London was a coffee house and it was a coffee house on the wharfs uh, of London, England. And it was a place where ship captains and, uh, and uh, you know, brokers of cargo and so on would sort of hang out because coffee brings people together. And they started writing contracts, you know, uh, assurity sure. contracts, yeah, yeah. insurance so on and so forth. So uh, that's, that's one of, you know, the earlier uh, uh, sort of from, from a commerce perspective, how that came about. But, you know, coffee has always brought people together. And I, I had the luxury as a, as a child uh, to grow up in Europe. I was born in Germany. You know, I lived in Paris. I lived in England. And uh, coffee has always been a, a center of people uh, coming together. And uh, it really follows our, our rhythms, right? We need coffee in the morning to get up and go. And that's right. kind of a very American thing, you know. <laughs> yes. Let me get on it, you know. Yes. And then, but in Europe, uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that little moment where you need a, either a pick-me-up or a nap, uh, you know, people come together in cafes and hang out and watch other people and meet other people and so on. And cafes have always been the safe place to meet. And so... Can we take a couple steps back here? Because I'm interested in this part about when did when did your love affair with coffee happen? When did that was that when you were in your like what what is your mythology around this? Like when yeah. did you go? This is the this is this is amazing. How can yeah. I learn more? Because if you watch your YouTube videos, you know your stuff, right? You know, and what I love about the the last one, which we'll talk about in a second, is you know your stuff so well that you're like, if not this thing, 
then do this one instead, right? So you've got to know your, your stuff well enough to, to do the substitution. So when did that all happen? Well, like I said, I grew up in Europe, um, but my, my hometown, I was born in Augsburg, Germany. One of the most vivid memories I have as a child was going into what's called a grind shop. They don't really exist anymore. But in those days, you know, if you uh, lived downtown in Augsburg, Germany, um, and you would get coffee for home, you would go down to your grind shop and they would have all kinds of coffee and about five or six Malcolm grinders. And you would buy enough coffee to get you through the next, you know, three, four days. Uh, so it'd be fresh, but you wanted it professionally ground because at home wasn't as good. Uh, but one of my most vivid memories is going in to one of those shops and the aroma was just so overwhelming in a pleasant way. You know, it was just yeah. one of those things I fell in love with. And then just socially, culturally hanging out at cafes. I mean, as a kid in high school, that's what we did. We went to a cafe and we hung out with our friends, you know, and some would come in and some would leave and we would talk about anything and everything and so on and so forth. And it was just, uh, it's just great ritual. And so, which brings us to now, where, where some of our rituals have been interrupted. You know, this past weekend was Mother's Day. There was a lot of, a lot of social distance meetings or virtual, right? You know, we're trying to do the Mother's Day thing. Um, you know, and so how are you doing, you know, you as a, a highly social human being, like how, how are you doing in, in week nine? What is this like for you and your wife in Sagatuck doing your thing? Yeah. Well, I got to say, it's been a roller coaster, right? I mean, um, in the early days, we were managing what we would call a crisis in Big B Coffee. And today, we're like more managing, just managing, uh, managing the business. But yeah, um, you know, my wife and I, you know, normally, um, I live in Saugatuck, but I commuted to East Lansing three times a week. So I wasn't always around, you know, the house and so on and so forth. A lot of meetings outside the house. Now we're, you know, we're together 24-7. And I love my wife, you know, and she loves me. Um, but you know, there's, there's been things to get through, uh, for sure. And it's not so much a compromise of privacy or, uh, anything like that. It's like, how do I do this interview in our open house plan? And I got three dogs and my wife loves to sing, you know, how does that work out? Right. Right. <laughs> so she's, uh, at times felt a little, um, put in a box, right? She can't be all that she is, uh, while I'm running business in, in my little home office here. And that that's created something to figure out uh, for the two of us. There's been many things uh, like that. You know, I took my mother uh, out for her Mother's Day walk, but it was socially distanced and she was wearing her mask. And uh, just, you know, th there are certain points of reflection here. Uh, but I'll tell you this, if your values are strong, and you know you love each other deeply uh you can work through anything right so uh one of the keys is communication so when one person is feeling a certain way that there's enough confidence in the relationship that one can say hey i'm feeling that way it doesn't mean anything about the other person it just sure. means that you're feeling that way and then we can get into it and find out what that's all about you know which takes a, a tremendous amount of discipline right because typically in a relationship you'll just let it go Right. Yeah. But that's right. As, you know, as I said before we started, you can't let it go when you're all you're stuck inside of this, right? And yeah. you're you're you know you're next to one another twenty four seven. You've got to figure out a way to work this stuff out. And you know what? I, what I've been super impressed with with what you've been making sort of as your your art during all this um, is the date night facet because mm -hmm. I I think when you think about 
Uh, and you hear a lot of people, I don't necessarily ascribe to this, but you hear a lot of people talking about getting through this. I'm trying, I'm just going to get through this. And, and I like me as a person, I, I strive for a little bit more than that, but I understand where you are. But I think one of the things that you, that you might look over or gloss over is that element of, of dating. Yeah. your wife, your significant other, whatever that looks like, because yeah. we can't go out and we can't, I mean, we can go out, but you've got to be creative. You've got to do date night cocktails and you've got to make, I mean, you know, I would imagine that, and I'm just going to make an assumption here. Look, I would imagine the art of creating those videos is, is still some sort of connective tissue between the two of you that you enjoy. Okay. Um, you know, even, you know, even before you guys get to enjoy the cocktail together, when the, when the shoot is over, it feels very much like this give and take between what you guys are doing. And I just, I look at like the space in between the space, so to speak of those videos and go, Oh, I, you can tell that those guys are having a blast doing this thing. What was, what was the nexus of going, okay, not only am I going to show you how to make coffee at home because that is what we do. Um, yeah. but now I'm going to show you this next level thing because we also need a deeper relationship with one another and you might need a break from yeah. the, the din of, of the day to day. Yeah. You know, uh, Michelle and I have had, uh, some shared missions, uh, for some time now. So, you know, we run a blog that's called one big Island in space with two G's and our mission was to, to get big B coffee to be 50% farm direct by 2023 we were traveling all over the world doing that. And that was a shared mission uh, that we had. And of course, with COVID, boom, that got shut down. Sure. And then we're like, okay, well, you know, what can we do? Well, one of the things we could do, uh, and, and this is where it all started with being basics, was, you know, reacquaint people with making coffee at home. So that, that was the birth of uh, being basics. And that's literally from our kitchen, you know, to your kitchen. And it's just, it's just a, a very almost vulnerable, open, uh, approachable way to looking at coffee, literally from my kitchen. You know, that's not a set. That's, that's, right. that's, there's, right. no, there's no pretend. We're in my kitchen. My dogs are walking around and you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's imperfect, but we like its imperfection. But here's the, but here's the thing, Bob, I would say before you, not to cut you <laughs> off, but like, I want to interject here. The thing about it, the one take, which I love is it still feels like it's polished, if that yeah. makes sense, right? You, yeah. you know your stuff so well that even though I know you just hit record and go, I don't know, whatever happens, happens, let's do this yeah. thing. It still feels like there's a beginning, middle and end, which I, you know, I think is awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I took a lot of lessons from Julia Child that you know, her right. first episode is all black and white. And you know, she was an expert uh, for sure. Uh, and, but basically they were one takes right yeah. in those yep. days they didn't edit them and anything like that and i just i just loved her approachability but yet you know expertiseness um and merging those two things together in other words we're going to take an idea that that feels fussy and we're going to make it unfussy uh while we do it but you know coffee is great uh and i don't want to diminish it all but we you know we can get a little too nerdy about all the ins and outs of coffee and that sure. was sort of the a date night cocktail. So uh, date night cocktails is a little more romantic in nature because, you know, my wife and I love each other deeply and we, we want to exude that, you know, to, to the rest of the world that, it, that it's good and it's okay to be intentional about that kind of thing. And we've been going on date night forever. I mean, ever since we've been married, every Friday without fail, it's date night. Okay. And, you know, it, it's always uh, extra getting ready and looking a little more spit polished and being really intentional about looking good for each other and so on. Right. Never letting that slip away. 
So when COVID came along, you know, Michelle was very, very like, we're not giving that up. I'm telling you that right now. You know, and she brought out the finger, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, because when she brings out the finger, it's yeah. serious. Yeah. So um, she says, you know, Friday, five, boom, we're both hitting the showers. We're getting ready. We're going to meet downstairs and we're going to have a cocktail, eat our dinner, and then, you know, go play backgammon or some cards or something like that before we get into whatever else uh, we would get into. Um, but we wanted to share that with people, the idea of that. And so it was a way to share our romance, but also a way to share uh, coffee, but in, in a little bit more uh, poke fun at you kind of way, right? I mean, there, right. There's, there's, nothing, um, there's nothing too serious about a tiramisu latte cocktail or uh, a salted caramel uh, latte cocktail. They're just sure. sort of fun adventures to go down. Absolutely. And so, you know, we're talking about relationships today and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask because my, I've, I've said this a million times, like one of the things that I wish I was given advice on early on that I've been giving since then is just the understanding of, and I said this to you before this started, so this isn't a shock, but just the understanding of just how difficult it is to be good at being married, yeah. right? Yeah. How much work that, and I don't mean that in negative, I mean that in a very positive, like you've got to, to your point of intentionality, you've got to be intentional. And so I wonder um, if you might share, like, what was, what was the nexus of date night? Did, did that just come over from your dating life? Or did you guys, when you, when you decided, okay, we're, we're going to get married, and then this is something we have to do because we understand how important it is, or did you evolve into that? And I asked this question because I think there are people that have probably had separate lives together before COVID that are now trying to figure out how to live or coexist or even accentuate their relationship in a lockdown. And I, you know, I wonder if you just have any advice on that. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, uh, relationship and, and, and I have business partnerships and I have, you know, my wife, my life partnership and so sure. on. Uh, all those relationships require an intentionality or uh, a responsibility to show up and, and, and put in effort, I think, right? So uh, a relationship is not something that happens to you very specifically. And also the responsibility of a relationship is on the individual, right? So if, if you and I have a, a friendship, which we do, um, who's responsible for that friendship, you or me? Well, yes. from my perspective, it's me, right? I, yeah. I, if I want a relationship, I have to put effort into it. So and a lot of people assume that both people have to carry the water equally. And that's not necessarily true. What has to happen is both need to always be trying and communicating on a regular basis. And so very early on, we sort of set rules, Michelle and I did, about how we wanted to be, right? And this idea of knowing who you want to be is really an essential part of building a life that you love, right? So when, when we sat down and looked at our relationship and, and got going on it and so on, we're like, well, what do we want that relationship to be and what do we want it to look like? And we've never wavered from that from day one. And it's made a big difference. That's awesome. And so here we are, you know, it's, it's episode two, we wanted to spend some time talking about the relationship between coffee and, and your relationships. And, and so I, I sort of want to, I want to leave it here. Because um, you, you've started to touch on this, and I want to push a little bit further into this is for people who are maybe struggling with this, you know, as, as we've gotten, I, I think for most of us in Michigan, 
way further along than we felt we were going to be, um, or at least led to believe. Do you have any advice on, on sort of maybe a way to kind of reset and, and get to the point that you can be intentional about that where you might be frustrated right now? And, you know, I, I, I want to be realistic in this. I, you, you and I said this in episode one, we share a passion of loving other people, but I also want to be realistic in where they might be and wondering, you know, if you might just have a word or two on what they could do to kind of reset those things if they're feeling that tension or that frustration. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I believe in the idea of uh, happiness, right? And, and happiness to me is a result of um, intentionally building a life that you love. But then you have to know what that means. One, one thing to know is um, who do you want to be? And we just talked about that a little bit. Another one uh, sort of checkbox is whether you feel as an individual uh, emotionally uh, and physically vital. And that doesn't mean, oh, am I overweight or you know, whatever, but just sort of taking an assessment, scale of one to 10, emotionally vital, physically vital. Uh, and then also asking yourself whether you have a sense of belonging. And, and, and so by sense of belonging, uh, we might mean with your family, uh, direct or indirect, we might mean at work, and we might mean at whatever sort of social circles uh, you run in. And I think if you assess those three things, because your happiness is, you choose it, right? And so if you can, if you can check boxes on those and, and say, well, no, they're all good, then I can probably tell you you're building a life you love, right? Uh, if, you're, if you're on the downward side of that scale, uh, it's just time for a little reflection in that area, whatever that area may be. And so again, this idea of intentionality, you know, things don't happen by accident. They happen because you choose. And so, you know, take a look, uh, assess and see what you think. Um, usually it has nothing to do with anybody else in your life. It has everything to do with you. Bob Fish, co-CEO of Big B Coffee. As always, my friend, it's, it's a pleasure to, to talk to you. You guys have a wonderful week, and uh, we will check in with you next week. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thank you again for checking out the Michigan's Best Podcast. Want to take a moment to thank the other sponsors who are making these podcasts possible all May long. We're talking about Frankenmuth Credit Union, Northwoods Village, Fifth Third Bank, Stanley Steamer, and Chelsea State Bank. So thank you to all of them and to our other sponsors who are making these podcasts possible all May long. Be well, friends.